Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate locks flying down the screen right now thanks to everybody who loves to come out because remember we move lines also no locks no likes no locks so get those likes up right now also this episode of the cover three podcast is presented by FanDuel sportsbook make every moment more it's the best time of the week we are going to be unveiling our full locks card for Week nine in college football, all of our best bets over unders plus money line sprinkles coming up at the end of the show. But we begin, as we always do, with a look back at the week that was. Bud Elliott sitting on a seven and three week. The wins included SMU minus 20 and a half, Alabama minus seven and a half, UCF plus 18, Stanford team total under 17 and a half, BYU plus three and a half, Charlotte ECU under 41, Arkansas State Coastal under 60, the very few losses, Hawaii minus one, uh, Rutgers, Indiana under 40 and a half, and App State minus six and a half. Hey, listen, I I don't want to cut you off. I'm going to let you speak on it, but, you know, just for our friends in Boone, I thought that your thinking was spot on because if it was going to happen, it needed to happen, and and it it just didn't happen. I think we just got to move on from uh, from App State for the rest of the season. I mean, are they on a double quit watch game this weekend? 
app against against the Golden Eagles? I I, I don't know, guys. Uh, pretty good week overall. Apologies to anybody in the Buds Brigade if you lost an account because you bet SMU minus 20 and a half and it closed 24 and a half. I liked it with the quarterback in for, for Temple. When the quarterback went out, I was like, oh man, this is you're gonna have so much CLV when your bookie runs the report. Like you're you're gonna get some texts, like, hey man, this this ain't this ain't cool. So sorry about that. Hope you at least got paid out if you did lose an account. Uh, obviously, you won't lose one at FanDuel. So very happy there. Alabama, uh, yeah, that was uh that was Felt lucky to me. UCF was, I think, the right side the whole way. Uh, pretty good week. I mean, overall, like Charlotte ECU was rocking chair. Arc Coastal was pretty rocking chair. Stanford was rocking chair. So I, I, I felt like I was seeing the board well last week. Yeah, the uh, you know he's it, Bud's got his uh, his Bud Pro Shop shirt on right now. But I mean, it might as well be. Uh, I'll take the bait. Listen, it might as well be camo from uh, from from the front lines. Because uh, that guy just won uh, two lock fights, the BYU-Texas Tech, the Alabama-Tennessee, and participating in a lock war with UCF plus 18. So Bud went to battle three times, came out 3-0 and in week eight. I was right there with him. We were in the trenches together, UCF plus 18. That one was uh, one of my few wins, 3-5 and five on the week for your boy. Uh, also, Air Force Navy under 34.5. Come on, is there even a doubt? And Michigan team total over 34 and a half. The losses were, whoo, took an L in a bar fight to Tom Fernelli. I mean, don't that, that, that join guy the has, list. That guy has scars, but he came out on top. Clemson minus three. When you're sitting on a double digit uh, lead in the fourth quarter, you figure you could close it out, but when things started to spiral out of control, quit there. Uh, USC minus seven. Ugh. And then Duke, Florida State under 49 and a half. Duke's offense, I think, really got that one rolling. And Miami, Ohio plus two. I will not call it a bad play. I will instead take this time to send my best to Brett Gabbert, who, as we said on the Instant Reaction Show, phenomenal start to the season, and he ends up getting taken off, air cast on his leg, out for the rest of the season. A tough go for the Red Hawks. Three and five on the week for your boy. Danny, two and seven right there with me on the uh, bar fight loss to Tom Fernelli. He also took an L with the Tennessee plus nine, Oklahoma minus 17 and a half, the over 31 and a half in Minnesota, Iowa, Marshall plus four, Texas Tech minus three, and the Washington minus 26. But cashing a Utah USC over 53 and also a win on Ohio State minus four and a half. You're kind of on that one uh, from the start, laying it with the Buckeyes. What were the big takeaways from the week? How about those money line sprinkles, baby? Let's just focus on those. Because I did, I did predict this demise, this comeback to the mean. Uh, I was on fire, so I've been a little tentative. You know, last week, dipped the toes in the water, but now that I've kind of got these two weeks out of my way, you know what that means. Time to get back on board. The uh, Tennessee one, I agree. I would take Tennessee again every time. Gosh, that one hurt. That one probably stung the worst. The Texas Tech was just probably the worst pick of the season. Um, the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Iowa over was one you kind of had to take. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if there was a shootout? But it was not hilarious to watch that game. It was so awful. But I'm back, baby. I'm ready to go. And I do think we do need to reevaluate the way that we crown a winner because I think I remember having this uh, with Barton when he was on the show. Like, my money line sprinkles have always been pretty solid. For whatever reason, they're just kind of set aside. I think they need to be tied into the overall competition. 
I disagree. It's a different competition. Okay. You can, you can win different cups in a season. I know we're just like pulling you into the world. Now the soccer influences here, but like, you know, you can, you can win the FA cup. You can win the champions league. And and you know what it happens when you win all three, it's called a treble. All right. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and try and get yourself a treble. Uh, Tom six and four on the week. The wins included. One on two. That doesn't scare Tom Fernelli. That's a bar fight win on the under 45 and a half in Penn State, Ohio State. Also on the Air Force Navy under. Uh, also on the under UCLA Stanford. Also on the under Washington State, Oregon. Also on the under App State ODU. Also on the under South Carolina, Missouri. Uh, losses for the week were Clemson minus three, Oklahoma minus 17 and a half, the over in Minnesota, Iowa, and the under in Rutgers, Indiana. Uh, uh, Tom on an island, four and zero. Tom uh, linked up with uh, with other people. Man, all your lock agreements and lock wars not great, but six and four weeks really strong. Uh, back to forty four and forty five on the season. You've been roaring back since the uh, since the early weeks. Take out the one and eleven in week two, was it forty four and thirty five or whatever? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really have any lessons to take from last week. Like the Minnesota Iowa was fun. It wasn't really a logic play. I was just doing it to be a dork. Um, yeah, Clemson stinks. I'm done with Clemson. Oklahoma never really had a shot, but I would still make the play again. And then the Rutgers Indiana one got a little loose in the first quarter and doomed us real quick, at least. So we didn't have to worry about sweating it out at the end. So, yeah, take out the one in 11. And, um, you know, we're doing great. It's like Clemson's Dabo Sweeney being like, if you just take out all of yeah. our lost fumbles. Yeah. And red zone failures. Listen, here's the thing. I went one and eleven in that week because I wanted to make this a challenge. Because frankly, the three of you suck at this, and I just wanted to make it a little more difficult for me to come back and win in the end. Let's go. Let's go. All Revenge right. tour Tom. Revenge going, tour. Going, Tom going lone continues. wolf. Let's uh let's let's flush the week that was. We've got week nine on deck. So I ask you, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do it. Yeah. Do it. Since 2005, the under in games between service captains is 40 9 and 1. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. All right, let's get things started with the early bird specials. Thursday night football, Syracuse at Virginia Tech, Georgia State at Georgia Southern. Anybody got Thursday locks? I've got I've got Syracuse plus three is my Twitter tip. I'm not locking it up. I do believe in it, though. Okay, Syracuse coming off the bye. Maybe that's helped their injury, you know, overall health of the team. Um I could I could rock with that. I fundamentally untrustworthy on my part. I, I don't I don't know what to think about that. But I'm gonna do it. Go go ahead and give me Georgia Southern. Um I I, I think this is their game. I, I like this Georgia State run defense much better than I like the pass defense. And I, I do think Georgia Southern has real real athletes on the outside. So I'm back there riding with him. Georgia Southern for the win. No, I'm not going to do it. All right. I think Georgia State's the better team, but yeah, I could see it on matchups. But you're I mean, in, yeah, you're in Statesboro. It's a rivalry game. 
you know, it's Thursday night, tricky spot. Any, anybody else got anything for Thursday? Nope. Just do you want to trust Virginia Tech as a favorite? Like, <laughs> I know Syracuse is 0-3 in the ACC, but it's played Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State. Yeah, I, I think you're you're on to something there. I just I want three and a half. I don't think we'll get it. The last time Cuse played was that was what the was the FSU State. game, right? Florida yeah. State yeah. game, yeah. And that looked to us like a get to your corner game. Like we are really banged up. This is not going to go well. They said that the quarterback for for Cuse had food poisoning too on top of it. So that kind of sucks for him. But like you had a lot of guys who were hurt. I'm kind of curious who does Cuse get back for this game? Right. Uh, yeah. If I'm, it gets three and a half, I'll, I'll bet some. Uh, Friday night action in Jerry Richardson Stadium. FAU taking on Charlotte, and the spread is four. Home team never wins at Jerry Richardson Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that is a principle. It's a principle. To that take is the a principle. Not, uh, not, not a lock. But take not a lock. And it, Anybody gonna take you want you want to ride with the Niners, bud? Uh, no, I I, I want to ride with the Owls, but I just can't trust their offensive line. Like they've gotten just totally bullied a couple times this year. So I'm um, I'm gonna sit it out. All right, uh, FAU minus four over under forty three. No action so far um, in, on the early bird specials. Okay, we turn the page on to Saturday. Let's go ahead and. Uh, Let's get things started with the Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, and Florida. 14 and a half Bulldogs are favored over under a 47 and a half. Anybody got a lock? Go, Tom, Tom, do it. Over, over 47. This this game the last few years has been pretty high scoring for the most part, and also it's just this to me. This is more about both defenses not being as good, I think, as people kind of you know assume, or at least the market's somewhat assuming. Because especially in the red zone, as we mentioned this in the big game breakdown. You get into scoring position against these two teams, you generally finish the drive. Like that has been the case pretty often for both teams. We saw. Florida struggled to stop Kentucky. I think Georgia will be able to run the ball a little bit better in this one than it has at any point. And I also think Florida's offense, while it is not what you would consider an elite unit, I think it's better than it typically gets credit for, and I don't think it matches up that poorly for this game. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball pretty well. And I also just think that we've seen it time and time again in this rivalry in this game in Jacksonville. It gets a little weird. So I'm going to go over 47. I think if it's under 49, it's a solid play. There's four teams out there with Georgia, right? Right now? Yeah, looks like a couple. You want to lay it? Yeah, I'm going to lay the 14. Cool. Um, I think that Georgia's coverage is really good and that they'll be able to co- cover Florida just fine. Uh, I don't think that you have to be able to run outside zone on Georgia like they did on South Carolina. And the results from some of the teams that – played Florida early this year, subsequent results, I think are, are a little bit illuminating. I mean, Missouri smoked South Carolina. The Gators were in a dogfight with them. So 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and lay it here, and I think Carson Beck is like a really good quarterback. So I, I expect him to have a good day. It kind of it kind of goes with Tom's overplay, honestly. Do you know George's record against the spread this year? One in four. One in yeah, it's not good. I've seen one in five. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Let the children sing. Let me go with Bud. I think if you get both of these teams at their best, I still think George wins by two touchdowns. And I, I am with Bud on the, you know, the loss of Brock Bowers is significant, but they've also gotten more guys stepping up. Love it. McConkey. Like they've got other guys that have contributed. And Carson Beck is making really good decisions. Like he's going with the right place. And a lot of times those plays are dialed up. I sort of trust Bobo here. I don't think Florida will make him uncomfortable. And of the likely scenarios that could unfold, like which quarterback would possibly stumble in this game, make the big mistake, as good as Graham Mertz been, I sort of trust uh, Carson Beck more than Graham Mertz in this place, as good as he's been. Um, I also have a play. This is going to be a two-for-one special. You know it's coming. I don't want to go under the total game because I do worry about a backdoor cover type situation, but give me the first half under as these teams kind of feel one another out. You know, I, I think you'll just see the defenses kind of getting after it. They'll kind of unload the tank. I don't think these quarterbacks, I don't think you have to worry about the pick six. I think they're smart enough, both of them, to take a sack, to punt it. I think both teams will try to be established in the run. Um, so give me the first half under 24. Can I get it at 24 and a half or is it 24? You can. I got you 24 okay. and a half. Yeah. Perfect. Sick. Um, all right. Also in that 3.30 p.m. Eastern time window, we've got out in Salt Lake City. Must appreciation. 29 out of the last 30, as Danny Cannell mentioned. Um the best, one of the best home field advantages in all of college football. Why? Because A, you're playing at altitude. B, the fans are absolutely insane. And C, Utah's punishing style, which is core to the Kyle Whittingham identity, makes it so that you're bruised, you can't hear yourself think, and all of a sudden you can <gasps> don't have enough air in them lungs. So Oregon comes in as a six and a half point favorite over under 47 and a half. Who's got a lock? Oregon minus six and a half. No fear. Not, and I understand the Utah home field advantage. I think that the fact that Utah is favored by six and a half in this game tells you a lot. And I do think that Utah is a much better team than USC. And I think that Utah is, it's six and one. And that coaching staff deserves all the praise and credit in the world for duct tape and paperclip and rubber banding that team to a six and one record. But it's just not going to be able to do that against this Oregon team. Like I last we saw or the ducks won last week. We saw them lose that game to Washington on the road, but they're just a better team than this Utah team is. And we have seen the Utes struggle to, you know, score points against teams with a pulse on defense and Oregon has a pulse on defense. And I think that they're going to do a good job going on the road and they could take the crowd out of it pretty early. So give me the Ducks minus six and a half. Lock agreement. I, I sort of came to this play because I, I was watching Cal's defense and contemplating, like, can I really pull the trigger and bet Cal this weekend against USC? 
you know, and Cal gave up like a 50 spot to Oregon State, which, you know, scores in the 30s pretty often, but not 50 all that often. And then Utah's offense looks fixed against Cal and against USC. It, is there something that they are doing that is materially different than what they did before, or did they just play two really bad defenses in a row? I think it's more of the latter, to be honest. And I, I think that Oregon now has two full games of film. Oregon has much better athletes on defense than what USC and Cal have. I think Oregon's going to be able to, to keep Utah to something you know below 17 points. And thus, like I need to get 24, 27, which is not easy, but I think it's pretty doable. So go ahead and lay it with the Ducks. We can uh, hit our, our special um, correspondent, Alex Grinch, for uh, you know what Utah has been doing, you know, uh, obviously it was all new, right? They had never seen a wheel route. They had never seen Bryson Barnes use his leg. So when Barnes has four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, I mean, that was Bryson Barnes' best game, undoubtedly. Like that, and I wonder how much of it is. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's happened internally, but I wonder how much of it is you just know that you're the guy now. You know, maybe internally they've known that Cam Cam Rising was not going to be coming back, and they were just trotting him out there for all these warm ups and stretches just to you know put throw people off the scent. But it is unique to me to see his best performance, and then right there with it, Kyle Whittingham saying like, "Yeah, you know, we're not doing this." Like, there's got to be something that clicks where you know that the Pac-12 title hopes are now on you with you, and you know Barnes, an in-state guy, third year with the program, I think. I think Utah's offense is not fixed, but I think that there's got to be something that that at least they know who they are now in a way that allows everybody from the coaching staff, Andy Ludwig, the quarterback, Bryson Barnes, everybody on that team, you know, they they've committed to who they are at this point. You guys need to put some respect on Kyle Whittingham's name. Fight. Give me the Utes. Yes. Fight. Go. Fight. Fight. I mean, 29 Let me see of 30. if I can find this loser seven. Hold on. <laughs> that would be nope. fantastic nope. if I can get it. Although I don't think I'm going to need it because I think they're going to keep this game low scoring, ugly. That is what they do. I also think there is a massive, um, massive momentum play. Like the fact that you know who your guy is, that you're not having to answer those questions, I think is huge for Bryson Barnes. Uh, I think they're utilizing his legs more, which are a great news neutralizer versus anybody. I think he was way too one-dimensional the first four or five games, and plus he's split in time with Nate Johnson. Now that it's his team, they're starting to realize he can run it some. I think they're going to try to slow it down. They're going to try to make it ugly. And Bo Nix on the road. I mean, I, what would be more surprising if we're like, oh, you know, Bo Nix struggled in a tough environment, or, oh, Kyle Whittingham just got, you know, boat raced at home. I mean, I think we'd be – Way more shocked if Kyle Whittingham got beat, you know, by like forty to ten or something. Yeah, like that ain't, I don't think that's happening there. at all. Yeah, but, yeah. Give me the Utes. All right. So we got ourselves yeah. good old, another good old hey, fashioned party. But you can just sit this one out. I'll take care of it. I got to it once. <laughs> hey, hey, bud, bud, you just go ahead and uh, you, you order. Go a get us. Go get us a couple more beers. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll over his beer stand over here, yeah. <laughs> just sniping people. All right, um, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Ohio State going on the road to play Wisconsin. Uh, the Buckeyes are fourteen and a half point favorites over under a forty five and a half. Anybody got a lock here? All right, finally. Gosh, I just. 
you know, I'm sitting here getting antsy trying to figure out what I'm going to do, like when I'm going to be able to get a chance to jump in. And it's jumping in on the under 45 and a half because when Ohio State has played power conference teams, what's happened this year? Under, 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 under. Now, I understand the power ratings are going to adjust and, you know, you're slowly going to be realizing that the preseason projections of what Ohio State's offense are going to be are, are going to be brought down just a little bit. But I think that especially against this Wisconsin defense, we are going to see uh, an approach and an ability to cause the same kind of problems against the run game and leave Ohio State's offense in that same position of, oh, come on, Marvin, go get it. And I think that over the course of four quarters, you know, Ohio State knows it just has to win by one point. Like there's no style points left for the Buckeyes and they just need to get their toughness and you know everything in line. They'll be... They'll be just fine. You've got the Notre Dame win in your back pocket. You've got the Penn State win in your back pocket. You just need to win by one point the rest of the way and show up on that final Saturday in November still with a zero in the loss column. Wisconsin uh, in this game, I think it's going to be trying to uh, run the football ineffectively, but I think they're willing to play field position. So yeah, I'm going to go under 45 and a half. Lock agreement. Yay. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State games, I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I know that they're like, the under is 6-1, and one, and it's finishing at like an average of 13 points below the posted total. <laughs> yeah, like, the only over was Western Kentucky. Yeah, they, they, they keep getting treated as if it's like last year's Ohio State. But this, this total finally has kind of caught on. I'm pretty sure this is the first time they're playing a game with a total in the 40s this year. But I still don't think it's low enough because like this is an Ohio State team that doesn't score points when it gets to the red zone. Like when the field gets shorter, they don't have the quarterback who can take advantage of the tight windows with Kyle McCord, nor do they have the run game to push people out of the way up front on their offensive line. So they struggle to finish drives and have to settle for too many field goals. And I think Wisconsin defensively will provide those same kind of problems for them that we've seen all year. And on the flip side, I just don't know if Wisconsin's going to be able to score a ton of points on this Ohio State defense, even at home. Like, they are going to need a couple of turnovers and short fields to really give themselves a shot to win this game, and maybe they do it. But it's just hard for me to see Wisconsin getting more than 17 points in this game. And I think that if, if they, as long as they stay under that, we're probably going to cruise to this one pretty easy. Have we heard Latif in a while? Ooh, let's go. Let's go. the reasons you guys just mentioned for all the reasons you guys just mentioned um i think this is one of those games too where you just if you want to, if you were a little bit nervous about it i don't hate the first half under as well i'm just gonna take the total game because i think this is one where ohio state's gonna struggle to match the energy they had last week at home could come out a little bit cocky the defense will travel though i don't think wisconsin i think they're gonna try to establish Bray braylon allen I don't think they're going to be able to run it with much success. Penn State couldn't do it. I don't think they do either, but give me that under all day long. Come on. You want to do it? Fight. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh. Fight. 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 All right, so I'm checking out my spank odds here. I'm sorry? <laughs> I don't think this has ever happened. I, have we ever had a, a Latifa get fought? I, I No, I got to find a new color for the sheet. Man, this is... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, we're okay. going to call this a traitor game, bud. It's a traitor. <laughs> Look, 
I wanted 45 all week. I'm looking at my spank odds. The season 45 is out there now. Uh, I want to play over 45. I really don't think that this Wisconsin pass defense is very good. They've played Washington State, which threw it all over them with ease. They played Georgia Southern, which also threw it all over them with ease and committed six turnovers, right? Since then, I mean, Purdue, which is not a good passing offense to me, uh, Rutgers obviously doesn't even attempt to pass. Iowa, ditto, and it was in like a whatever storm you guys called it up in the Midwest, Tom, is what that was. And then at Illinois, you know, a, a decent passing offense, okay, I guess, but like not, not special. I, I got this one like 35, you know, 17 type thing. Mm-hmm. They, they go, just, they go fast. Disgust me. I, I think it's a lot of, it's a lot of at bats for Ohio state. Battle rap in here. You going against queen Latifah. We're going to call, we're going to, we're going to call bud ladies first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on. All right. So Bud with the trader game standing in the way. That's, I let, all, all we can do now is open it up. So coming up on the other side, we open up the entire Saturday slate for week nine. All of our locks. Next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Saturday on CBS, a full day of college football kicks off with Big Ten action between Indiana and 10th ranked Penn State. Then at 3.30, the SEC on CBS features number one Georgia facing Florida. That's all coming up this Saturday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, Buddedict Arnold, you had the best record last week. You get to lead us off here. All right, so um, I'm going to take us to a team that I feel like is well-rested and, uh, and pretty good and a coach that I, I like to bet on when he's been in the lab cooking up stuff. I'm going to talk to Jeff Brom here. I want Louisville minus the four hosting Duke. I mean, Duke's off a really, really hard-fought loss, a game that I I think Duke thought that they were going to, you know, win that game. And that's that's not an easy result to accept, right? So I, I, I like Louisville here to lay the four. You get Jeff Brom at home off a of bye. I think they're a better football team on, on a neutral. And also, think about it. They played Riley Leonard because they thought they were going to win that game. He really didn't move laterally very well, and then he got dinged again. I, I'm not saying I'm free-rolled here because I'm not, right? But, like, what if Leonard doesn't play? Mm-hmm. Then I really like it because Beelan, so far, the results have been poor. If Leonard plays, like, we think he's we think he's good? Yeah, I I like Louisville. Looks like the chat does, too. They're, they're betting it. All right. I- well, congratulations. I guess. Chat's never been wrong. No, I've said my, my, my screen lit up. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So I am 
on that game, but with a different, more specific approach because I don't want to have to deal with trying to figure out what Duke's offense is going to be and, and playing that gamble with Riley Leonard, his health, his availability. But I do think about that Duke defense, which poured it out against Florida State, and like Jordan Travis was just kind of the magic man. He was just the eraser. You know, when Duke had the perfect play call dialed up, Travis was able to make it happen. And it just felt like Duke just poured it out in Tallahassee. Now you're showing up to Cardinal Stadium, well-rested well rested Louisville team, Jeff Brom trying to scheme up all the answers so that Jag Plumber can be Jag Plus Plumber and be able to have those safety blankets, whether it's Jawar Jordan, you know, whether it is uh, one of the wide receivers, to have a, a counter punch to that Duke defensive pressure. So ignoring what happens when Duke's offense is going up against Louisville's defense because I'm not sure which way it could go. Give me Louisville team total over 25 and a half. I think we can get to 27 or 28 um, with that. With lots of different games, the way this plays out, I do think the Cardinals offense will be able to score up in the high 20s. So I'm going to go Louisville team total over in this spot. Like that. Yo, Chip, I can get you 24 and a half for minus 135 juice if you think that 25 is a key number for you. It's 25 is not a key number, Tom, but oh, thank okay. you so much for doing no that problem. research. I'm, I'm currently uh, staying, staring at FanDuel Sportsbook right now, 25 and a half minus 118. That seems like a little little more yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, do, you know, uh, do you guys know what travels? Defense. Defense travels. It ain't going to be enough, though. Give me the Cardinals. I, I do like the under, though, too. So let the children sing. Give right. me the Cardinals. I'll lay the four. And I also like the under in this one too, because I do think my I think Mike Elko is a really good defensive coordinator, but much like Bud, you watching Riley Leonard, he was a shell of the quarterback that was playing against Notre Dame, that was beating Clemson, that was you know out there running around. And I also thought he looked very uncomfortable. He still and he would self admittedly say, "I need to develop as a passer." He already was a little bit shaky. He was more of an athlete playing quarterback. So even if he does play. I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball as effectively because of what we saw, and I don't think he's as good as passer as he's been early in the season. So I think Louisville will be able to get some stops. But I also don't trust Jack Plummer to light up a defense that no one really has except for you know a Florida State team that has athletes everywhere. So give me the cards and uh, the under. Full game under for there's going to be 46 under. and a half, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, all right, let's go to Dan – Danny's filling it up. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Tom, where do you want to go? Uh, we're going to go to the Pac-12, where Arizona is a home dog, getting three and a half points. And, you know, those boys, I don't know if you've heard, but they play hard. And Noah Fafita, since he took over, has been an upgrade for them at the QB position. It has been an upgrade for them as a team because they don't make the same kind of mistakes. And Oregon State on the road this year has won a couple games, but they've won a couple games against really bad teams. Like against Washington State, they lost. I don't like them in this spot going on the road against Arizona at night, like the spotlight game, the Pac-12 after dark game. Give me the Wildcats plus three and a half bear down. So Connor Stallions and Jed Fish. Hmm? 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 Who knew? <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on Arizona. I, I like 
I like the Wildcats in this spot when you're putting together. I, I put together a top 50 ballot for the CBS Sports 133. And generally, if you're a four and three team, you need to be able to be doing something, whether it's either the quality of victory or the quality of play along the way that is going to have me, you know, giving you that cut at this, especially at this point in the season. And you go back and you dive into it and you're like, man, I like, obviously they were right there against both Washington and USC then thump a Washington state team that admittedly like, you know, kind of a shell of what it was in, in September, but it wasn't just an easy win. They just worked them. So, um, yeah, give me Arizona at home late at night, the, the desert, it look, go ask Washington what it was like playing in the late game in the desert. I, I think that this will be a spot where uh, Oregon State could get tripped up. So I'm right there with you. Give me the Wildcats. Fight it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can lay three here. I'm, I'm going to lay three. I, yeah, fight it. Fight, fight, fight. I think I'm the only guy who doesn't wear beaver gear who actually likes Oregon State this weekend. And I I, I like their run game. Um I think they're probably a little healthier than they've been. They they had a, a really kind of a weird stretch there. Arizona has been an awesome bet on team this year. I mean, they they covered what Mississippi State, they covered USC, they covered at Wazoo a ton. I don't know, man. Like I I, I know the Beavers aren't quite the same team away from home. I just I like their ability to run and, and score. And I think DJ has been playing fairly well. So go give me the Beavs minus three. Maybe maybe we can middle it or uh, split it. What? Uh, mute. Tom, you got butted. Tom lost to the mute button? Sorry, I've been muting because I'm not feeling too well and I'm making some noises between <laughs> speaking, so I don't know. I was just asking how many freaking fights do I have to win this weekend? Just, it's, <laughs> it's tiresome after a while just beating the crap out of people. Can't we just talk? Uh, no. We, we we can engage, but I don't, I don't know if we can talk. Hey, Let's go noon Eastern time, Lawrence, Kansas, Oklahoma coming in. Um, you know, you got the uh, the narrow win against UCF, but it, that's not what I want to focus on. I want to fo- focus on something that Danny's guy, Dusty, could not stop talking about all throughout that game. I mean, and look, you know he's in for Oklahoma, but he's also going to call it like he sees it when he thinks that something's wrong. Oklahoma's defense is improved from where it was a year ago. But something that Dusty was mentioning and my eyes agreed with is that on the sneak, the run defense is a little bit of a flaw, a little bit of a weakness, like or at least something that can be exploited. R.J. Harvey did it for UCF, and you go back and you look, and you're like, all right, well, you know, Texas you know, ran the ball pretty well. They just couldn't get anything done in the red zone when they did set themselves up for scoring opportunities. And we're going up against a Kansas rushing attack that is one of the best in the country. Top 10 nationally in terms of yards per attempt, right at the top of the Big 12 as well. Now, we are probably not going to have Jalen Daniels, so just to go ahead and address that, I'm making this pick expecting Bean to be there, but Devin Neal, Henshaw, they still are able to move that football, and I think that that is a a spot in the matchup where Kansas is going to be able to keep this to single digits. So rock chalk. Give me Lance Leipold and Kansas plus the 10. Are we at the point, are we expecting possibly uh, similar to Cam Rising, like Lance Leipold to come out and just say, hey, we're just going to go with being the rest of the year? I don't know, because this back issue has just been something that's cropped up. I just wonder if they're going to 
possibly yeah, do that. He's played in three games, I think. And it's Danny, to your point, forever. Yeah, Kansas yeah. is coming off of a bye. This was right. the time. Like you're coming off of a bye, and Oklahoma's in town. You would think that the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year. If he's going to be playing at all here in the back half of the season, this would be one of the spots where you're going to see it. So I, I agree with you. I I'm I hope he gets better. I mean, I hope it's not something that's chronic, but does not seem as as though something that I would count on. But I still make that Kansas pick. You know, even even with that knowledge. I mean, look, last time out before the bye, Kansas was in a crazy game against I think it was Oklahoma State, right? And look, Jason B and Bean made the mistakes, right? It was two interceptions and a lost fumble in the fourth quarter. But it was a back and forth game, ends up being a two score Oklahoma State win or a double digit Oklahoma State win. But they were trading paint back and forth. I'm I think it's a good get right bounce back spot. If, if Bean takes care of the football, Kansas might even threaten for an upset, but I'll take the 10 and, and say they'll keep it close. I looked at this one a lot, and my, my only real question here is is there a boiling point thing for Kansas where they play a certain level of athlete, what they do just doesn't work, right? Like, And I'll reference the last two times they've played Texas. Like Texas just made the Kansas' athletes look JV two years in a row. I, is Oklahoma at that point? Because if so, it would scare me. But if we think they're a little bit less of an athlete than Texas and they just outcoached Texas and played harder than Texas did in that game, then maybe, then maybe I really like this. I just – these Kansas games against the very best part of the conference kind of scare me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look. Nick I love Ander the coaching staff. Like Nick Anderson's a big game player, but is Nick Anderson that top-level elite athlete? You right. know, Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops. You know, I think that's a different wide receiver room for sure than what Texas is able to trot out in terms of yeah. that top, 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 top-level kind of talent. Um. All right, let's go to... Who's got who needs some work? Tom. I don't need work. I have a job. Um, let's see. I will go with, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show. You guys are cowards. You know, App State lost last week in a game we thought it had to have, but did it quit or did it just lose? It just lost. Are you going to lay 17 and a half against the Golden Eagles? No, I'm going to lay 17 against Southern Miss because that is a team that has quit. Yeah. That was a team that was not even trying the last time I saw it play. So App State is going to come home and they're going to bounce back. They're going to lay 17. This will be covered by halftime. The Mountaineers are not in the best position we have seen them, but they are just fine enough position to beat this Southern Miss team. Lay them. Man, I, this is rubber meets the road for the vibes around that App State program because Southern Miss is the bottom and that game's at home. And you you need, for the, for the vibes, you need the local support to be positive. When App State's running hot and King Street's buzzing and Boone is just like all centered around those games, it's awesome. But it, it I don't know, man, we'll see. That's on the that's, that's the, the Sean Clark vibes a meter is hanging in the balance with Southern if, Miss in town. If they don't cover this, the odds they lose out are pretty good, right? Hey. Marshall at Georgia State at James Madison, Georgia Southern. And if they fall short of a bowl game, I don't know how long, you know, I'm I'm the lifer is gonna go um yeah. with a program that has has the winning history that the Mountaineers do. But hey, look, I'm rooting for you to be right, Tom. So thank you. 
take take that for what it's worth. Hey, let's stay in the Sun Belt. Does anyone remember what happened last time James Madison was ranked? It lost three games in a row. <laughs> you going to go against a wagon right now? Hell no. <laughs> but home game, Harrisonburg. We got our new top twenty-five status. We're going to be, you know, on uh, you know a, a national broadcast here. Is it possible that things are a little bit clunky? Maybe. You know, ODU can be a little bit frisky, you know, defensively especially. But I'll tell you what is not what something that I think is very reliable in this matchup is going to be JMU's defense against ODU's offense because we're dealing with a Duke's defensive front that leads the nation with 34 sacks. Nobody else in the country has tw- more than 29. It's like JMU's way out here, then you get to Penn State and Texas A&M. Jalen Green, a monster. Dude has 13 sacks. He leads the nation as well. So give me the under 49 in JMU ODU. Lots of different ways for this to you know cash, but I, I think that you are basically betting on the Dukes uh, to be able to flex the thing that it does the best, either in a comfortable win or even if it's a little bit clunky with a hangover or, or let down from breaking into the top 25, it ain't going to be one that's a high-scoring shootout. So uh, I'll go under 49 in JMU ODU. I think that's a good pick, man. Like, I, ODU's offense is very spammy. Mm-hmm. Like, they they do a lot of stuff that works against teams that don't have real athletes on defense. It's just, it, it's very college There is some chance that JMU just abuses them up front and none of it works. That's what I was thinking about. Like, they're going to be facing negative plays and third and longs, and they just, it's going to be hopeless against this Dukes team. So, yeah, give me. Uh, we're we're riding with uh, JMU's defense. Shout out to Jalen Green. Let's uh let's bring this one home. All right, let's uh let's let's take a little break, and then coming up on the other side, more of our Week Nine locks plus our money line sprinkles. Next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS. Monday, 9, 8 central. On CBS. And streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Sports Lines, newest show, Inside the Lines, takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind the Sports Lines simulation, showing you line movement throughout the week, injuries that will impact matchups, and early value plays based on the model projections. Get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday at 1 p.m. with data and analysis you can't find anywhere else. 
All right, to review what we've got so far, Bud is on Ohio State, Wisconsin, over 45, Georgia minus 14, Oregon minus six and a half, Oregon State minus three, Louisville minus four, and Georgia Southern minus one. Chips got Ohio State, Wisconsin under 45 and a half, Louisville team total over 25 and a half, Kansas plus 10, Arizona plus three and a half, and James Madison, Old Dominion under 49. Danny's got Ohio State, Wisconsin under 45 and a half, Georgia minus 14, Utah plus six and a half, the Florida, Georgia, first half under 24 and a half. Louisville minus four and the Duke Louisville under 46 and a half. Tom has Ohio State, Wisconsin under 45 and a half. Florida, Georgia over 47. Oregon minus six and a half. Arizona plus three and a half. And App State minus 17. We've got Buttedict Arnold going up against Queen Latifah, or I guess a Latifite. <laughs> uh, on the Ohio State Wisconsin total, but on the over, Chip, Danny, and Tom all on the under. Lock agreement on the Georgia minus 14. That'll be Bud and Danny. Lock agreement on the Louisville minus four. That'll be Bud and Danny. Then a couple of bar fights. First, it'll be Tom and Bud against Danny. And then it will be Chip and Tom against Bud. Oh, oh that'll on the Oregon Utah side. And then Oregon State Arizona side for the lock fight uh, out there in Tucson. All right, let's go to Danny. What you got? Uh, do you guys know? Have you guys paid attention? Uh, the NBA is back, right? Mm-hmm. The other night, mm-hmm. I was watching a little. Uh, oh, there you go. Watching a little <laughs> NBA action. Saw LeBron James. The Lakers were taking on the Nuggets, and uh, I see LeBron. He goes over and he's saying hi to some people in the stands. I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's Shador Sanders. That's Travis Hunter. Daps him up, gives him a little bit of love. It's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen those guys in a while. After the collapse against Stanford, they had the bye week. Good chance to get healthy. Good chance to kind of just let it loose a little bit. Now they got to travel to take on the Bruins as a heavy underdog in this one. Now, I missed on this team before, right? TCU was laying 20 and a half. Took a TCU, said lay them. That was a mistake. But you know what? This time, it's going to be the right side. Give me the Bruins. Lay the 17. It doesn't matter. They're playing quarterback by committee, running back by committee. The defense is too good. I think they run right through Colorado's defense. Lay them with the Bruins. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> what am I looking at? 17? 17 and a half. What's uh, you can you? get uh, Yeah, you can get a couple 17s out there. Perfect. And some 17 and a half if you, if you want. Somebody wants to fight it. Would you rather have Ethan Garbers or Dante Moore? I mean, am I talking about tomorrow or long term? No, right. not long term. I'm talking about like right now. You, tomorrow, I think I'd rather have Garbers. I know. Stability. I mean, it depends on the level of defense, too, I think. Right? Like Garbers is a limited player mm-hmm. and Dante is more physically talented. But like Colorado's defense is not materially better than Stanford's defense. And he operated the offense just fine in abusing Stanford. So if you can just trust him to make the right reads, UCLA is playing an insane tempo. Like Chip's mm-hmm. revenge tour on this new clock rule and, and just trying to mess with the networks is going interestingly well. Like He's running like 85 plays a game. Uh, so I guess for, for a game like this, probably Garbers, if they had to play a really good team – where Garber's physical limitations come into play, I think maybe more. I'd want to roll the dice with more, even though it, his variance is so up and down, mostly down this year. Um, yeah. 
we didn't talk about that game this week, but the thing that stands out to me the most is will Colorado's offense have anything either in terms of scheme or protection? Like what are they going to do to keep UCLA's defensive front at bay? Because if they start facing long distance situations and the, the sacks given up by this Colorado team have already been you know, one of the big things that you circle in terms of ways that this offense can be slowed down and UCLA is awesome. So I'm very curious to see if the bye week, if the game planning, what Sean Lewis and the rest of that staff might have cooked up to try to defend one of the better defenses uh, in in the Pac-12. I think UCLA's corners are gettable. I'm not sure if they're gettable if you have that much pressure in your face. And UCLA has a, a pretty... UCLA's this got is the, good safety. This is the best defensive front Colorado will have seen, right? It's better yes. it, For my money, it's better than what Oregon has. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. Part, part of what makes UCLA's defense tick from my eye is also like their safeties are real good. Yeah. So they're, you know, cause some problems. Lots who gets there. Yeah, Tarp you know. game. They did remove some tarps. Is Colorado the worst power five team at the moment? No, no. I, I, I know they lost to Stanford. I, I still have them rated a little bit over Stanford. Um, Northwestern for my money is, is the worst power five team. Right now, I, I think Nebraska's failure to cover that game was mostly related to Nebraska losing all of his receivers. So I, I guess the Wildcats probably. Either Northwestern or Indiana, maybe. Indiana's getting pretty close. Indiana yeah. has some real athletes, and Northwestern doesn't. So, like, they're they're. I guess their ceiling is higher, right? We're we're splitting hairs between yeah Northwestern. Got to be pretty athletic to bear crawl nude. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Try it right now. It is. Okay. <laughs> get those likes up. <laughs> 1,000 likes and Jim will get naked and bear crawled right now. <laughs> um, all right. Let's keep it moving. I, There's a five and two team. All right. How about this? If we had been placing bets on, at, on October 26th, what of the who of the Big 12 newcomers will have the most conference wins? I don't think anybody was taking BYU, but BYU is sitting there with two. Everybody else combined has one, one zero zero. That's the rest of the way for the other newcomers, and they're going to play Texas. And Quinn Ewers isn't going to be there. Malik Murphy taking over. We mentioned, you know, it's it's hard to be able to um, judge those first couple throws as he was, you know, inserted into the game uh, last week. But I think with a week to prepare, I think the Longhorns will be all right. But let's, let's talk specifically about the fact that BYU's five and two might be a little bit fraudulent, maybe just a little bit. And that an offense, I mean, like I keep seeing like BYU wins as King Slovis throws for 120 yards. <laughs> They're dead last in the big 12 in total offense. I think Jonathan Brooks is the superstar of this game. And I think they scheme up enough explosive plays for Malik Murphy for him to get comfortable. And I think Texas wins in a runaway. Give me the Longhorns minus 17 and a half. Oh, Chip, I have bad news for you. It's this a fight? This, no, no. Yeah, this it's the 19 greatest. and a half now. This was the greatest exercise of chip line value I've ever seen. Because there was a 17 and a half out there when you began talking. <laughs> 
There's a couple 18s. Let, let's lock in an 18. Okay. By the time he finished, it right. moved to 18. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is one of my favorite plays uh, of the week. I think Texas wins big. I think BYU is a, a little bit puffed up. They lost by double digits to Kansas on the road. They lost. They got thumped by TCU on the road. You know, their win against Texas Tech was thanks to a lot of Texas Tech screwing up, not thanks to a lot of BYU. Uh, so give me, give me Malik Murphy and the Longhorns at a number that is moving rapidly. You want to fight it? No, I want to get on with you. I had it written down. Um, I'm going to stay away. I had a lot of favorites last week got burned, but I totally agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Steve in the, in the uh, cover three tailgate says Vegas groups are sign stealing from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's say maybe producer Jordan is betting these before we announce it. Like, is, is that because like my, my Louisville one ran out before I got out of my mouth. Uh, I, I don't. That's why he asks for our picks early. Mm, producer Jordan moving lines. Tom, where do you want to go? I'm going to go to the biggest game in the country this weekend, the game that will probably decide the MAC East as Miami of Ohio and the Ohio Bobcats do battle. But I'm not going to pick a side here. What I am going to do is I'm going to take the under, under 40. I think this is going to be a, a slugfest, a rock fight, a very old-fashioned MAC uh, kerfuffle. I don't know. I was trying to think of a word. I couldn't come up with it. But yeah, under 40 in Red Hawks, Bobcats. Man, it's so tough because I've been um, concerned about the Bobcats and their status. Like, I can't even use the W word anymore because of the way that things have been going in recent weeks. But yet, you've got Miami of Ohio no longer with Gabbard in the lineup. Difficult game to call. I, I like the smell of it for uh, for that underplay. Nothing, nothing for me here. Um, how many? How many has everybody got left? I've got five, three. Okay, five left. Mm-hmm. Let's spray them. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna go with another one. Another team that I feel is heading in the right direction. That's catching another team at the right time because you know Air Force is banged up on offense, and we didn't think it was gonna matter much last week against Navy, and in truth, it didn't. But it did help with our underplay a little bit. I do think it'll be a bigger problem for this weekend, though. And I like Colorado State right now. I think the last few weeks, this team is getting better. I think they have some dudes up front, specifically with Kamara, who could cause problems for this Air Force offensive line and maybe, you know, wreck some stuff in the backfield and kind of throw Air Force drives off script. or not off script, but just off pace, off track, whatever you want to call it. And I think that has been one of the things that Air Force has been so good at is not getting off schedule and getting itself into second and you know, manageable third and shorts and all that kind of stuff. I think Colorado State can disrupt that more than anybody Air Force has faced to this point has. So I like the Rams plus 13 and a half. I wish it was at 14, but I'll still take it to Colorado 13 and a half. Beware the wagon. Beware the wagon. What is the updated Service Academy under record? It would be like 40... 44, 10 and 1, I think it is. I don't know what off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know. I'll check TikTok. um all right bud where do you want to go i'd like you to play that cbs music for me again and then play me that sicko mode music (laughs) 
It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. All right. So last week I correctly nailed uh, Nevada at the what plus 450 or plus 425 to go and beat San Diego State. I did not watch that game uh, live. I will be watching Nevada play this weekend, though, because on CBS Sports Network, Taylor McCargue, they are calling this New Mexico-Nevada <laughs> game, and that is a banger. Uh, if you watch this thing all the way through, you you may need to, to consult somebody. However, <laughs> money's money. It spends the same. And I think the quarterback play for Nevada is very hard for me to justify a total being 50 and a half, or even, what, we got 49 and a half? Mm-hmm. You got a, got a 50 out there. Okay. Give me the under there. Under 50 in that ball game. I just I know the defenses are great, but these teams kind of beat themselves enough. Both are really low tempo. I think Nevada stopping the run is kind of okay actually. Give me that under. You know the other CBS awesome. the other CBS sicko mode game this week would be Indiana Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Indiana team total over. Mike just got cut. Um, love it. I get to live blog that game. I can't wait. Listen, that's that is that is going to be a decent work if experience. There's, if there's ever a game where you could just turn the AI on and see <laughs> if ChatGPT can do it and see if Silverstein notices. I'm telling you, it's that one, man. Like, like you really should try it just for a quarter to see. Like, I just, I, I can sense a lot of updates that are just Indiana punt, <laughs> Indiana punt. Um. Okay. Hey, what's your Bud? What's your read on Florida State Wake? Who's playing quarterback for Wake? Yeah. Because if I mean, Kearns and Griffiths are both out. I think that that's kind of baked into the number. Uh, I, Totals dropped from 53 and a half down to 50 and a half by the time that we're sitting here talking. We talked about load management with this FSU team. I, you get 12 versions of a team every season, right? Why is this like a top half version for FSU? They just played a hard fought night game. I mean, Wake's beat them a couple years in a row. So if you want to play the, that, that thing, but like, I don't know, man. They they look pretty banged up to me. Uh, I it's not something I'm just it, itching to hit on. I don't. I my my hunch, not a lock, but my hunch was to go wake team total under fourteen and a half. Now that I do like, I I had not got to my team totals uh, yet this week, but it is that what that is? Yeah, I'm looking on FanDuel Sportsbook right now, and actually, <laughs> buds, maybe I will lock it up. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, give, right. give me that. Give me that wake Let's, team total. Me under. too. Let's, yeah, I'm looking. Ooh, that was too loud. Um, I'm looking at it under 14 and a half, minus 113 for the Deeks. Beautiful, good number. You know, I, I, I just think that um, Florida State, like, there's, they have ways where their offense, or their defense can be picked apart, but it ain't going to be by the Wake Forest offense. I mean, Wake Forest in, in a stunning development for Wake Forest football in the Dave Clawson era. Wake needs its defense as opposed to its defense just kind of going out there until the offense gets the ball again. They need their defense to make plays. That's how bad things have gotten offensively. So I, 
I kind of see them being overwhelmed at, at the in the line of scrimmage. We haven't seen anything close to an effective downfield passing attack. Yeah, Wake team total under 14 and a half. I got one somebody asked about in the chat. Chris R. asked about Kentucky, Tennessee. I'm sure Jordan is probably interested in this game as well. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to do that to him, Chip. Don't worry about that. But to about two teams that are, it's funny because Tennessee's trend in the yards per carry category at one time, I think they were one or two. They were leading the country, and then they've kind of gone down a little bit, down a little bit. But both these two teams still pretty effective running the ball. And it's for good reason, because they're not throwing it with much effect. Both quarterbacks falling short of the expectations of those programs. Milton was a little dicey after looking like a world beater in the first half, came back to reality. Devin Leary has not been great. I think both these defenses are the upside surprise, though, for both of them. I think this game is going to be ugly. Give me the under in Kentucky, Tennessee. I like that. What is my number? What can I get? 51 52. and a half? 52. 52. Even better. 52. It's a, it's a yeah. nice color matchup. I yeah. enjoy when these two get together. The, the orange and the blue match, match well. Is it? Has Boise State done anything to deserve being a five and a half point favorite? <laughs> they play on the blue turf. That's true. The blue turf. You can't see them when you're trying <laughs> to defend them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I might keep that one in the holster, but. Uh, Sniff, I'd, I'd, I'd sniff around some Wyoming, especially if for some reason that moves. That's only going from five to five and a half since the beginning of the week. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm tapped out until sprinkles. I'm not. I, okay, go ahead, Tom. I've got four left. If you want, I mean, you we just brought it up. Wyoming, Boise under forty nine and a half. Sensible. I, yeah. I might have more on that game later, too. Um, another, I'll just go rapid fire because we're running kind of long here. Iowa State, minus two and a half on the road against Baylor. Baylor stinks. The Chip the Chip Patterson special. Iowa State is just a team. Like, we, we were fading them all offseason because of the suspensions. And early in the year, they looked like the team we expected them to be. But a funny thing happened is the new guys stepped into their roles and started getting comfortable. And as the year has gone on, Iowa State's gotten better. Baylor hasn't. Um, another under Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, under 53 and a half. Just don't see a ton of points from Cincinnati in that game. And I'd rather take the under than trust Oklahoma State to cover it. And finally, Purdue, Nebraska, under 40. I feel like it's that one's pretty obvious to me. Nebraska has won the last few weeks. I wrote about it. We talked about it. But they are so banged up on offense right now. But their defense is pretty legit. And I think at home, they will be able to kind of keep Purdue in line. They might not win the game, but they're going to keep it close at an absolute minimum, either win or lose. So I like the under in Purdue and Nebraska. I had all three of those written down as possibilities. Like, yeah. I, the only thing that scares me about this Nebraska under is like Nebraska's receivers who were healthy, they weren't any good, but they were in the right spots. With all these freshmen, it scares me that they're going to be in the wrong spots and that they're going to throw like pick sixes and stuff. So I, I I don't know. I like the dependably bad Nebraska, not the probably terrible, but maybe like so terrible that you get defensive scores. I, but how are they even going to throw the ball with three offensive linemen knocked out of the lineup? <laughs> yeah. All right, Danny, what do you have left? Are you done? Uh, 
No, let me throw one more out there. <laughs> Been hard on USC, Caleb Williams. They're playing at Cal, Berkeley. They're going against uh, Fernando Mendoza, the quarterback for Cal. Are you telling me Caleb Williams can get outplayed by Fernando Mendoza? <laughs> there ain't no chance. You got to have some pride. Your coach is going to gut it out after battling pneumonia. They're going to rally around Lincoln Riley. I think the the USC, including from yours truly, the disparaging remarks will wake this team up. I say they go on the road and they win by more than 10 and a half. Bud's going to fight? Dude, no, I'm saying, Danny, you, you – you may hear from on the group text like you you're you're down there in South Florida. Mendoza's from Miami Columbus, man. I know. You're, you're <laughs> that's right. You're gonna hear about it. I probably could. Um I'll lay no, on. I'm not fighting it. I I, I probably want to live bet this game. How how late is this game? I don't think it's, it's, oh, it's a four o'clock. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. an afternoon game. I always I hate like when I have to live bet one of these Pac 12 games during like the live recap show, you know. So, <laughs> it's, it's, you yeah, know. Speak, speaking of that primetime window, um, Bud just mentioned the game. I've got a different play, so I'll just go ahead and say, give me New Mexico plus the short number. New Mexico plus one and a half at Nevada. Um, like yeah, that'll, that'll tap me out from there. I need some dentist. I need to hear that drill. This is a late night special for him last night. Crazy big line in the Ole Miss game this week, which is 25 points. Night game in Oxford. This is a terrible spot to bet on Ole Miss between Auburn and AM. Vandy has not lost to anyone by more than 24 this year, including Georgia and Missouri, who I think is somewhat comparable to Ole Miss. I think he means Missouri, not, not Georgia. Uh, Vandy also coming off a bye week. This could get super sweaty, but I have to go with our beloved doors, plus 25, tooth emoji, lock emoji. Barton must have got it. a teeth cleaning this week. Yeah, yeah. Bart, Barton, Barton's got all, all three girls in there cycling them through. And the dentist has one of those like really nice setups where you actually have to pay for it. Like he doesn't even have to reach out to insurance. It's up to insurance to get in touch with you after the fact. Mm. The dentist would always rather have, you know, you pay right there and then the, you deal with the insurance. They don't mm. want to have to deal with that to get their money. So, yeah, I, be, I bet the uh, all Barton's kids came through. So we got to give them some love. I, I get it right there. So he's a post-up dentist, not not a credit dentist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's uh, uh, nobody's watching the Steve Dub in a minute. Oh, it's the home of drama. Oh, oh. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, anything, anything else before we get to Moneyline Sprinkles? That's it. So, All right. This Moneyline Sprinkles. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to review. Bud has Ohio State, Wisconsin over 45, Georgia minus 14, Oregon minus six and a half, Oregon State minus three, Louisville minus four, Georgia Southern minus one, Wake team total under 14 and a half, New Mexico, Nevada under 50. I am on Ohio State, Wisconsin under 45 and a half, Louisville team total over 25 and a half, Kansas plus 10, Arizona plus three and a half, James Madison, Old Dominion under 49, Texas minus 18, uh, Tech Wake, Texas Tech, Wake team total under 14 and a half, New Mexico minus one and a half. Danny's got Ohio State, Wisconsin under 45 and a half, Georgia minus 14, Utah plus six and a half, Florida, Georgia first half under 24 and a half, Louisville minus four, Duke, Louisville under 46 and a half, little two for one special, UCLA minus 17, 
Tennessee, Kentucky, under 52, and USC, minus 10 and a half. And Tom, loading up with Ohio State, Wisconsin, under 45 and a half, Florida, Georgia, over 47, Oregon, minus six and a half, Arizona, plus three and a half, App State, minus 17, Miami, Ohio, that's not Miami, Ohio, but Miami, Ohio, Ohio, under 40, Colorado State, plus 13 and a half, Wyoming, Boise, under 49 and a half, Iowa State, minus two and a half, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, under 53 and a half, and Purdue, Nebraska, under 40. And this Moneyline Sprinkle segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. Last week in our Moneyline Sprinkle segment, we cashed on. Whew, so Bud cashed on Boston College, cashed on Minnesota, cashed on Nevada. No winners for me. Uh, we got wins last week from Danny again, Baylor plus 150, Oklahoma State, and the Miami Hurricanes getting it done against the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Tom also bringing it home with Oklahoma State and Georgia State. So that brings our totals on the season to Danny up 15 whole units in Moneyline Sprinkles, 17 and 14 in the Sprinkles. Sprinkle King, where do you want to go? Uh, you guys mentioned earlier, we talked a little bit about it. Give me the Charlotte 49ers at home against FAU. Looking for a big win. I think they get it. They win the game outright against Tom Herman and the Owls. Coming to town, I know Tom had this one of his one of his locks. I didn't want to fight it, but I'll go ahead and take a chance on it. Give me the Baylor Bears playing at home uh, versus uh, Iowa State, plus 120. I think we might see my common thread in my next one. Uh, Wyoming on the blue turf. This is too much brand respect for the history of Boise. I'm you talk about quit alert. Let's see what happens, how the season finishes for Boise state, but I think they could lose this game. Uh, and then my last one, give me the fighting GJ Kinney's playing at home, Texas state, the Bobcats like both of these coaches, Dom Sunrall as well at Troy, but give me Texas state plus two ten. Can we talk about how absolute BS it is that, the Sun Belt scheduled this not for TV reasons as a night game. And then they're going to make these two teams, Troy and South, go play the game to decide the West on a Thursday night. Like you're putting your best game of the year on some garbage short rest. Like what, what are, at least give the teams noon games to get to, to get the, the ULL uh, South Al and Troy, Texas state out of the way so they can fly home like this. I don't know. Like that that's that's amateur hour from, from the Sun Belt. Like I I think that's kind of crappy. Ah, uh, that's Troy Boy talking because he makes it it's not the biggest game of the season. But I'll tell you who this game means a lot to. I'll tell you, Troy Boy, this game means a lot to Texas State. Series history. Troy 12, Texas State one. Current win streak. Troy 11. Every single game from 1998 Ooh. to 2022. But what was last season? 17-14 Troy. What was the season before that? 31-28 Troy. The roster has undergone a good amount of makeover, especially in the wake of a coaching change. But the veterans that are there, they are pissed off losing to Troy. G.J. Kenny bump. Danny, I'm right there with you. We're locking up Texas State at home with Troy in town. Look ahead spot. Sorry, John Summerall. You're in for some pain. And also, you mentioned it earlier. 
the CW Network, 2 p.m. Eastern time, a game that was initially you know, before the season. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be an awesome one to put in prime time. You know, let, let the college football playoff hopes of the Clemson Tigers be out there in, in rabid Carter-Finley Stadium. And I will say that, like, I, I will be interested to see coming out of the off week whether – Carter Finley can can still rock. Whether just even the Clemson Paw gets their attention a little bit, because you can really, really salvage your standing with the fan base with another win against a Clemson team that NC State has been really frustrated by. You know, you got that one win back in 2021, but more often than not, this has been a spot where Dabo really likes giving it to the Wolves. So I'm going to go NC State at three to one, coming off the bye. Clemson off the double overtime loss. We're going to sprinkle it with the pack on the CW. Get you 310. Let's go. Is that it for you? Yeah, I said I just got two. All right. Tom? I've got four. Uh, I am with Danny on Wyoming plus 180. I took the under in this game for one of my locks, but I'm also, Chip, you talked about it. Like, Wagon statuses can be rescinded. And Ohio the last few weeks is teetering on the brink of losing wagon status. And I think the Gabbard injury matters a lot. But I think it might be impacting this number a little too much. So give me the Red Hawks plus 230. I'm also going to a Big 12 game, West Virginia, plus 230. You know, the Big 12 newcomers have been favorites five times in conference games, they're not one in four against the spread. They're one in four straight up in those games. And the lone win was a BYU win over Cincinnati. Like they're 0 and 2 against any Big 12 school that was there before they got there. So anytime I can get a Big 12, a traditional Big 12 team like West Virginia as an underdog against one of these newbies, I'm going to take that underdog. And then finally, Colorado plus 600. Colorado just, you know, I, th- I think coming off the bye, getting healthy. I think they, I, I don't think, I'm sorry, Danny. I'm not with you on your UCLA minus All 17. Right. I think Colorado can make this a game. I think they could score enough points to keep it close. I think this could turn into something of a track meet. And I think in the fourth quarter, they're going to have a shot. So if I can get six to one, give it to me. Do you believe? Kind of. <laughs> enough for a sprinkle. <laughs> All right, bud, what are you going with? Um, I don't know how much I still believe in the Cincinnati team, but I do believe in its run defense. You kind of have to throw the ball if you want to put them away comfortably, and I don't know that Oklahoma State throws the football all that well. Give me Cincinnati plus 235. Look, either USC shows up or it doesn't. 340 implies that they show up. I'm not sure they will. We'll see. Cal plus 340. Lord. Good Lord. Lord. <laughs> I just Colorado plus-, plus 600, and I think that's insane. <laughs> I've got I've got a little, little crazier one. Uh, Purdue plus 125. Yep. Again, just Nebraska down to like three true freshman receivers and a walk-on. I'm not really sure that they can get that done. Maybe they will. Kentucky plus 155. <laughs> You know, how does Tennessee get off the mat? We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And finally, a team that I put on quit watch because they were kind of jogging last last week against South Alabama. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Southern Miss plus 625 because I really do think that app like their season's just toast. And I think they know that losing last week was was the, the loss that's going to knock them out of bowl contention. I, I think they're done. So this line implies that App still won't play real hard. I think App probably wins, but like I don't know, man. That when you suffer that loss, it knocks your bowl your bowl odds from like seventy percent down to like twenty percent. Players aren't idiots; they know what they got left on the schedule. Uh, this is priced a little too high for my taste. So that means they give me a big one. Twenty five. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that is Bud on Cincinnati, Cal, Purdue, Kentucky, and Southern Miss. Uh, Chip's got Texas State and NC State. Danny's got Charlotte, Baylor, Wyoming, and Texas State. And then Tom is on West Virginia, Miami, Ohio, Colorado, and Wyoming. And this Moneyline Sprinkles segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. That's that's a, that's a good lock show. That's a that's a good lock it show. Was. Got got a lot of bar fights, some some agreements, oh, some blood yeah. on the table. It's gonna be a fun finish this year. Yes, it's gonna be a very very fun finish. We will be back with you Saturday night, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time, with our instant reaction to everything that we have seen. So far to that point in week nine. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fennell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. Follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.